The Sporting Edge on Tip FM, funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. So joining me now is a voice you were probably familiar with from our uh, live commentaries throughout the summer. It's uh, Keen Tracy. Keen, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Vaughan. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Keen, we have you on now as a, a maybe a different aspect than usual. You're a teacher in the presentation uh, in Thurles, and uh, it's a successful week for the school into a Munster Senior A Camogie final, uh, and it's going to be playing nearby rivals or neighbours anyway, Ursuline Thurles, uh, this Saturday in what's going to be a, a great occasion for, for Tipperary Camogie, no doubt, the Munster Senior A School's Camogie final. But uh, we'll just harp back to, to last weekend in the semi final. Uh, you were victorious over Claustavura Ennis after extra time just talk to us about that game and uh, I suppose maybe the excitement in the school heading into this weekend's final Yeah it really was an incredible game Paul we found ourselves five points down at the start of the second half we conceded a relatively soft goal and it really looked like we, we were sailing against the wind but there was huge resilience and fight and character and guts in this team and they battled their way back point by point to level it at, at the end of normal time and we went into extra time we kind of had the wind in our sails at that stage and we thought we were going to kick on. We got the first point and we were very unfortunate to receive a, a red card at that stage. Our centre-back, Eva Ralph, was sent off and we felt very harshly and uh, it, it, we're in the process of appealing it at the moment. So, uh, so that's a, a major part of our preparations for the final. But the grit and heart and guts shown by our players and it was really incredible to see her sister, captain of the team, Kate, her cousin Rachel was on, our club mates, her friends, like they really dug in and they said like they were they refused to yield or bend the knee at that stage. And uh, it was fighting against the dying of the light. Grace Lanigan got a brilliant goal from Cashel along the ground and, and really that lifted us into a monster final, our first monster final since twenty eighteen. So everyone in the school is delighted and this is probably an unexpected journey for us. Uh, I mentioned you off air, we were in the under sixteen and a half B All Ireland final two years ago. And the Ursuline won the under 16 and a half A against Loretto Kilkenny. So it probably wasn't expected, but I've great faith in this group and uh, we're absolutely thrilled and delighted to be there. Yeah, it's a br- brilliant occasion and a brilliant kind of uh, progression for this team coming from, as you said, the under 16 uh, B uh, All Ireland uh, win two years ago. And now um, I'd imagine most of the same crop of girls are on this team in the Munster Senior uh, A uh, final now this weekend. So. Obviously, a lot of development and um, you know, has gone into this team. Yeah, I was just thinking of it earlier. We're, we're really, really lucky, Paul, and we feel blessed to have really good clubs. McCarthy Burris and Holy Cross, Ballycal, who we have a huge amount of players from, contested the under-80, the minor-A county final in Tipperary this year. We've brilliant feeder clubs, Stars, Canote, Cashel Kilcormac, St. Anne's and Kilkenny. So we're really lucky, and it's down to the work and the hard work of people in those clubs to send them into us, and, and we just try and gel them together as a team. So we have no magic wand in here. I'm lucky to have great coaches in the school, Carl Devan, who would be known to listeners, brilliant camogie player, so a huge role model, and really lucky to have another voice uh, known to Tip FM, Barry Ryan, who does a huge amount of work for the soccer and, and football teams in our school. So, look, it's good coaching, it's great clubs and great families. So we're under no illusions, there's no magic wand here, but we're, we're really lucky to have... Uh, the merge the merge together of all those three uh, things and, and that's probably what creates good players and good people 
Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good sign for the school, I suppose. And it's a school that kind of competes on, on a number of fronts. So we're going to try and get to that in just a bit. But for Saturday now, this Ursuline Thurless team, as you said, they um, ha- have won that under 16A a couple of years ago with, with this kind of same age group. Also plenty of experience in the Munster C- uh, Senior A in the last couple of years as well. So uh, they're crosstown uh, neighbours, but it's going to be a, a very good occasion for Tipperary Camogie. But um, there's going to be a high standard of Camogie here on show in Littleton on Saturday. Oh, absolutely, Paul. And we're under no illusions of the task that we face and the incredible Ursuline team, like names roll off the tongue, names synonymous with Tipperary, Camogie, Creva Station, an outstanding player from Thurlis Sarsfield, sister of Connor and Dara Station, senior panellists, Lucy Purcell, Sarah Corcoran, Aoife Burke. There's, there's so many names there who are just top, top players. But you mentioned Tipperary, Camogie, and I've seen an awful lot of traction online for a great occasion for Tipperary, Camogie. But for me, like for Turles, for, for a town like Turles to have two teams in a Munster, for listeners who mightn't be aware, the equivalent of the Munster Harty Cup for, for boys, this is, and to have two Turles teams, I think, is phenomenal for the town and the surrounding regions. And I'm not t- too sure if any other town would be able to, to boast two teams of the level to compete in, in a Munster A final. Yeah, it is something that definitely particularly special and uh, all eyes will be on Littleton. One o'clock on Saturday is the throw-in time. Ursuline Thurlis presentation, Thurlis, uh, the Munster Senior A Camogie final. Um, it's, on, in the presentation, it's it doesn't seem to be just Camogie. Like you, you've mentioned Barry Ryan there and soccer and uh, the, the soccer teams and ladies football teams have been particularly uh, success, successful in the last couple of years as well. What is it about the school and sport? It's obviously a very important thing inside in the school. Yeah, it's massive for us and it really is the centre of everything we do and there's such a link between education and sport and the importance of the values. And, and we really try, and this isn't trying to be in any way kind of making out that, that we're heroes or anything, we're not, but we do try and instill values in these players. We feel the values of resilience, of hard work, of absolute togetherness and we, we try to promote that and we really do try and, pro- uh, and promote this for their lives, that they're better people outside of it. And I know at times that might sound corny, but it's not. It, we, we try and prepare girls who are going to be good people in whatever jobs they do and whatever they go on to do and whatever teams they represent and have the right values. And you just mentioned the three sports, and we feel that we're really lucky that we're possibly one of the only schools in the country to compete in what we feel are the big three sports in girls' codes in the AA Championship. Next Tuesday week, we're playing Mercy Mountoff from Kerry in the Munster senior A football quarterfinal. Next Friday week, we're playing the Ursline Thurlis again in the Munster Senior A soccer semi-final. So the majority of these players are playing across all three codes and it, it's just brilliant and it's a great buzz and we've had great success over the last number of years. But away from success and winning, it's about, as I said, building values, building relationships and, and making special memories together. And that's the beauty of sport, Paul, that we, we get a chance and, and girls get a chance at, at, to make memories, to go on a journey that they'll remember forever. And that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to make them enjoy it at the end of it. But I suppose, Paul, the only enjoyment in sport really is winning. Yeah, and uh, it's it's brilliant that um, I suppose the opportunity is there for, for girls as well because just looking on, on the website and from, from down through the years, uh, hearing uh, stuff coming out of the school in terms of there's basketball, hockey as well in the school and plenty of other sports. But from yourself as a teacher in the school and you're looking at maybe um, young students coming in in first year and then then leaving it in sixth year, you know, what kind of benefits uh, would you see from you know, participation in sport nearly because 
there's a lot of um, studies done in recent times about the drop off in, in kind of girls playing sports from kind of the ages of 13 to 17. So that would be kind of typically secondary school ages. So, you know, what, what do you see in terms of that? Is there a lot of drop off or is that something that's maybe improving or um, can you see the benefits of sticking with sport? I think there's huge benefits in sticking with sport. Just take our senior camogie team at Saturday, for example. There's 34 girls involved. There's another 45 or so involved with their under 16 and a half team. So we cater for a huge amount. But the important thing in our school, and I, I have to mention at this stage, our principal, Trisha Callan, unwavering support of us and of sport in the school is massive. And without that and the teacher support and the parents, we'd have nothing. But just back to your question on that, there is something for everyone in sport in our school. So for those who want to really strive at excellence, you know, we have teams who are competing a bit. We also have teams, we have a really strong badminton team. We have a really strong athletics team. Uh, we have other casual sports, uh, you know, like some of the, the basketball teams are, are just for fun. Other basketball teams are, are more competitive. We have hockey. So we, we feel we care for everyone who wants to play a sport, and we try and give them an outlet that they can express themselves. And the dropout question, it's huge, and it, it, it may be more common in girls, but it's just trying to encourage them to find something uh, we have a huge amount of gym users in the school at the moment. So whatever they do, just encourage them. Like the, Obviously, the, the co- correlation between being healthy in body and healthy in mind and studying all that thing is, is massive. So we really try and promote it. And there's loads of campaigns that we run, you know, uh, fitness weeks and stuff like that. So we really try and promote and try and keep as many people involved in sport in our school as we can. Yeah, well, it's great, and it's uh, it's clearly working by the by the sounds of things as well. So, um, wish everyone involved with both schools the very best of luck. As I said, it's going to be a great occasion on uh, a Saturday, one o'clock in Littleton, Ursline Thurlis versus Presentation Thurlis. Uh, Keen, before I let you go, um, another school in Thurlis that had success this week was uh, Thurlis CBS, uh, your old school, uh, back into a, another Hearty Cup semi final after a win over. Um, after a win over St. Flannans of Ennis in the Hearty Cup quarter-final last weekend, or, or last Wednesday, I should say. Um, it's it's a great journey for this team into a, another semi-final, but they'll be desperate probably to get back and maybe um, improve on, of course, losing that final last year. But just so if we focus on the game gone by, uh, it's a, a good win over St. Flannans of Ennis and a, a good sign for the school that, that they can keep going year after year at the level. Absolutely, and with only three of last year's teams, so it's a remarkable achievement by Eamon Buckley, Paddy McCormick and the rest of the management team to get them this far. And for those of us old enough to remember hearty cups of years gone by, St. Flannan's are always the standard bearer and it, we struggled lots of times over the years to beat St. Flannan's. So to beat them in the quarterfinals is no mean achievement and to see Tony Kelly and James e. O'Connor on the line for St. Flannan's, they're a fair outfit and with a number of minor under-17 All-Ireland winners with Clare, but that Thurlis team is really, really strong and some absolutely brilliant performances. The likes of Robbie Ryan, Cormac Fitzpatrick, Ewan Murray in the middle of the field, Corrick Dwyer centre-back. So that's a really, really strong team and they'll be delighted uh, to make it through to a hearty cup semi-final again. And maybe that hunger of last year and that hurt from last year uh, will stand to him. And, you know, it's always a, a really good sauce and a really good motivation for a team when they, when they lose a tight final. And that was a really tough final to lose and, you know, a huge crowd out as you commentated as I remember meeting you up there. It was a fantastic occasion. And just before I go, Paul, I'd just like to say, uh, uh, some people may have read the Cork Examiner today, and just on that note of the huge crowd at that Hearty Cup final in Central Stadium, there's a great piece by Tony Lean called Paul and Shaw. And he said 60% of people in this country have never seen a live girls sports game. 
So I'd encourage people, you know, you, you mentioned that the match on in Littleton at 1pm. It's a great opportunity for people this weekend to get out and support the girls as much as they support the Hearty Cup. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, it's, it's, I suppose women's sport is growing so much uh, in, in recent times and you kind of hear people, um, for example, last summer with the, the Women's World Cup and kind of the, the fallout of that and would there be kind of a, a, an improvement on things following that? Have you seen that? Is there, was there kind of a, any kind of considerable bump in interest or anything like that, even at soccer in, in the girls' schools following kind of that? Or are you seeing growth in terms of uh, girls' participation even in sport? Yeah, massively. And we would have always been originally a basketball uh, to a lesser extent a hockey school. And in the last maybe 15 years, the GA has seen a huge growth across the country in terms of girls' schools in Camogie and ladies' football. But in the last five, six, seven years, the growth of soccer has eclipsed anything in terms of girls' sports in school. It's become absolutely massive. We had a first-year game today with about 30 girls togged out. And I think just seeing that Vera Powell's Irish team in the World Cup, I think it's really, really gathering momentum. And you see the standard of, of the League of Ireland ladies, it's, it's just so, so high. We're lucky to have a number of players in the last few years, like the Avian Clancy, Grace Flanagan, who's playing Camogue against Adelaide, who, who have Irish caps there in McEvitt. So I think soccer's a massively growing sport, and it's thanks to the exposure it's getting. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And it seems that everything seems to be heading in, in the right direction. So so long may that continue. But Keen Tracy, very best of luck to yourselves and to, to Ursuline on Saturday. And uh, thanks for having a chat with us here soon. Thanks very much. The Sporting Edge on Tip FM. Funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Tip FM.